0: Hey there, my name is Allie Robinson. I am a certified personal trainer and running coach, and I am here to love, support, and guide you through this amazing journey to crushing your goals. We will talk about all things running, racing, strength training, nutrition, and weight loss without forgetting the real talk like mental health and motherhood. It's like a coffee date with your bestie, except I have the credentials, personal experience, and client testimonials to back it all up. So grab your favorite water bottle, put on your headphones, start your workout, and join me for something wonderful. Race day will be here before you know it, so I'm sure that all of those excited, nervous race day jitters are starting to set in. Which can make getting all the things on your to do list done a little overwhelming. Because, trust me, in the craziness of the days leading up to the race, you don't wanna be mixing up your travel plans or forgetting your headphone charger. So, I created the perfect race day checklist to walk you through all the things that you want to check, double check, and remember in the months, weeks and days leading up to your race. The best part is it's completely free. You can download your free race day checklist now. The link is in the show notes. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Something Wonderful podcast. Before I go ahead and get started, I do want to kick us off with a review from Apple Podcast this review says, I love every episode and how each one is focused. I've been following you for a long time on Facebook, and I'm so grateful that you started a podcast. So short and sweet review, but each one of these reviews mean absolutely so much to me. So thank you, thank you, thank you for leaving those kind words. Moving on to today's running term of the day. This one's a good one, you guys. Our running term of the day is runner's high. So just so you know, the real definition of a runner's high is a feeling of euphoria that a runner might experience during or after a run caused by endorphins. But (laughs) this might not be the high that you guys are expecting. Um, it's, It's not like you just partook in some recreational activities. The feeling tends to be very subtle. In fact, a lot of runners I talk to, you know, kind of wonder whether or not they've actually had a runner's high. And, you know... I, I think that, you know, a runner's high might just be a bad word for it. I think maybe a more appropriate word for it would be like, um, you know, finding a, a running flow or like even like a runner's autopilot. Right. I think that sums it up, at least for me, a lot better than a runner's high. But. For me, you know, when I'm experiencing a runner's high, it's not this lightheaded, mind altering experience. You know, most of the time when I've experienced a, a runner's high, it's the times when I forget that I'm running It's the times when I'm not listening to myself breathe, I'm not analyzing every single step, it's not when I'm focused on every ache in my body or checking my watch every few minutes. It's when I find this like state of peace, when my mind clears, my body just takes over on autopilot, and I just find the state of flow and almost a feeling like I could just run forever. Even though I've been running for a while and I'm like halfway through a run, you just get this kind of, you know, <laughs> this this satisfaction and this euphoric feeling of, I can do this, I can run forever, this feels good. Even though, you know, in reality, I'm working pretty hard during my workout, you just get this, you know, different experience. And so, you know, this isn't something that I experience all the time, and I I wish that I felt this runner's high more often, right? But the couple times that I have had this this feeling, this blissful flow state, typically have been on long, steady state runs. So long runs where I'm just kind of going at a moderate effort. Um, You know, this tends to be in the middle of a training season. So, you know, I've got that mixture of like really hard training runs mixed with plenty of rest. And the reason I say rest is so important if you want to find this kind of runner's high is because in order for you to get into the rhythm and to feel this blissful state, you have to not be battling fatigue and burnout and injury. So getting in plenty of rest, I really think is key to finding this runner's high. But I really think that you also have a have to have enough of those kind of harder runs, because you have to have this, this Uh, this level of activity, this level of fitness to be able to push your body to the point where it's creating these endorphins that are giving you this experience. So my last suggestion is that you're really kind of chasing this high, is that you can't, you can't force it, right? But kind of bringing in outside elements that kind of make this running experience more enjoyable. Running in a place that's maybe new or just really beautiful that kind of takes you out of the suck of the run. You know, listening to a song or music that you get really lost or into. um, You know, I think that is going to be really key to, to finding this runner's high but don't get frustrated if you haven't experienced this runner's high. Uh, but stick with it because if you've run long enough, if you train for enough races, you know you might just have this magical run where you just lose track of time and you find yourself going like, "What?" You look at your watch and say, "How have I already? How have I already ran like ten miles already?" you know, it will happen and it's probably not going to be the day that you planned on this happening. Uh, it's something that is just going to sneak up on you. So stick with those runs, guys. You know, I promise that um, those good runs are ahead of you. All right. So now that we've gone over what a runner's is is let's move into today's topic because I'm super excited to dive in to um, the series that I'm doing. So a lot of our our episodes, moving forward, or at least the next handful of episodes, are all going to be about training for races and running half and full marathons. So these next couple episodes, if you have a race coming up, you're going to want to tune in to the next couple weeks. So how do you know if you are ready for a half marathon? I know that, you know, that that is a huge dream. Like that is a bucket list thing for people. And uh, you know, I always joke, right? That the people do, that do half marathons are half crazy. They're only half crazy. Um, you know, but it's it's really exciting and scary when you finally get that seed, that idea of running your very first half marathon. So, How do you know if you are ready? So let's dive into that. The first thing before you sign up for a race is that I want to make sure that you have a strong foundation or a strong baseline of running. So that's going to look differently for everybody. I'm not going to say you have to have, have been running for X amount of months, X amount of times a week. But you want to make sure that you have a solid structure in your running, that you've been running for quite a while, at least three to four days a week, and pretty consistently. If you only find yourself running once or twice a week on and off, you might want to build up a little bit more of a baseline before jumping in and signing up for a race. So make sure that you've got a pretty solid foundation. And that you also feel pretty comfortable with mileage, right? A half marathon is 13.1 miles that's a lot of miles. So you want to make sure that you feel comfortable with distance. So a little bit more than just 5Ks, I would say before you want to sign up for a half marathon, make sure that you can pretty comfortably run about four to six miles. So you can run four to six miles pretty comfortably. You feel good. You're not risking injury. And um, you're comfortable with that because once you start your half marathon training plan, the mileage is only going to build up from there. I would also make sure that before you sign up for a half marathon, that you've been in the running world for a little while, um, that you've maybe done some five k's and ten k's, just so you know what it feels like to start in a in a corral or show up on race day. You know what it's like to kind of go through hydration stations, what it feels like crossing the finish line. I think it takes a lot of fear and confusion. And and worry once you've already experienced a couple races even if they're they're just 5k's and 10k's I think it's important before you jump into a half marathon <laughs> you guys I will tell the story later but a marathon was my very first race. I had never ran a race before my very first marathon. And so I'm only speaking from experience that you do not want your first race to be a half marathon or a full marathon. Please do some just local 5Ks and 10Ks just to get some experience underneath your belt. The next thing that I want to make sure that you think about before signing up for a race is that you have enough time to train before race day. So, most training plans are going to be anywhere from 10 to 14 weeks. They could be longer or shorter depending on where your baseline is at. If you're already running, um, you know, six to eight weeks, Or six to eight miles for your long runs, your your uh training plan can be a lot shorter if you if your long runs are only four miles to four or five miles, maybe six miles at the longest, then you might want a training plan that's a little longer so that way you can really um, build up your mileage slowly and not risk injury by trying to expedite the experience and trying to build up your mileage really fast because that is a recipe for injury. Um so not just the the time between now and race day that you want to consider but you also want to consider how much time during the week it is actually going to take you to train. So I really really suggest at least Four days a week of running. Yes, you can find training plans that only involve three days a week, but as a running coach working with lots of different clients, I just see that four days a week, um, it really does help kind of space out the weekly mileage. So I really want you to be able to commit to at least four days a week of running. And you're going to need to build up to about 15 to 20 miles a week of running. So think about the time that that is going to take for your long runs and for some shorter runs during the week. Think about the time that's going into that. Now, you know, No matter how busy your life is, if you are really, really, really determined to run this half marathon, you absolutely can do it no matter how busy your schedule is. You know, one of my clients, I absolutely love her. She is a mom and this woman works three jobs I'm not kidding you, has a normal 9 to 5, she works a job in the evening, and has a little side hustle, and this woman trained for a full marathon while being a mom and working those three jobs. So it absolutely is possible, but I just want to make sure that whatever season of life you are in, you can commit to the time necessary in order to get in your training runs. But also to be able to take care of your body. It's not just... The, the runs and the mileage, it's also the warm ups, the cool downs, stretching, and taking care of your body that also takes quite a bit of time. And I want to make sure that you have the time before you know at least the time commitment it's going to take before you sign up for a race. Because the last thing I want you to do is sign up for a race, realize that, you know, this just this season of life is crazy for you and for you to feel stressed and over overwhelmed and, you know, stop training because you, you didn't, you weren't able to figure out where to fit it into your schedule. The next thing is that, you know, where are you at in your body, right? I want to make sure that you guys are injury free before heading into training for a half marathon, or a full marathon, right? Because if you are struggling with aches and pains or struggling with shin splints, knee pains, hip discomfort, I promise you that training for a half marathon and increasing your mileage and increasing the intensity of your workouts is not going to help. So make sure that if your body needs a little TLC, if it needs some attention, if you've got these, you know, aches and pains and things that are, you know, interfering with your runs, make sure that that is taken care of and that you are, um, you know, feeling better before signing up for a race. Because I promise you, like I said, uh, training isn't going to make those aches and pains go away. If anything, it can get worse and lead to even bigger issues if you just try to ignore it and push throw. The next point to make is that I want you to understand that running a half marathon it takes an investment. It's pretty easy to kind of BS a 5K or even a 10K, but a half marathon takes a little bit more of a commitment, not only a time commitment, but a financial commitment. It's a, it's a really a financial investment. It take, you know, typically these half marathons are more expensive, and you want to make sure that you have good supportive shoes right you can't just throw on any pair of sneakers and go for a half marathon um you know you want to make sure that you invest in ways to fuel your body or you know you might need to think about getting a hydration pack or a hydration belt to carry water on your long runs. You know, it it just takes a little bit more commitment because it's not like you can just head out one day and like BS 13 miles. You have to train, you have to prepare, you have to have the um you know the the tools necessary right the equipment necessary in order for you to do this safely and have everything that you need the next thing is that you have to really want to run a half marathon you know if we're talking about the investment of time the investment of money you have to really, really, really want to run a half marathon. If you are on the fence of like, oh, I would like to run a half marathon, but I don't know if it's for me, you know, don't. Now, this isn't me trying to be mean, right? I'm I'm blunt. I know. Uh, people want to hate me for it. But You have to want it because this is going to be hard. It is going to be challenging. It's going to take time. It's going to take effort. Like I said, you can't just BS it and just, you know, head out for that half marathon that you're going to get hurt. You it's going to take work. You have to go all in. You have to want this with your whole heart because it's going to take It's going to take, you know, prioritizing things around your life and in your schedule. It's going to make you make time for yourself, right? You can't just put everybody else ahead of you. You know, you're going to have to say, like, no, sorry, I can't meet you for brunch. Like, I'm going for my long run in the morning. Um, You know, it's going to take you standing up for this goal. So... I want to make sure that you really are committed to this. You know, I want you to say, yes, absolutely. You know, you are allowed to be scared. It's okay to be scared when you sign up for a half marathon, but you have to wholeheartedly be in for the ride. The very last thing that I think that you should consider before signing up for a half marathon is the support that you have. Do you have the people or the resources that you trust for running-related questions? Questions about running fuel, training strategies, you know, the best post-run recovery methods, you know, the things that you are going to want to know along the way in your journey. You want to make sure that you have people that you trust in order to get information from, right? You know, you're not the first person to ever run a half marathon. So that means that there are people that have ran half marathons that you can learn from. So whether that is a friend or a coworker, that can tell you about their experience of running a half marathon and give you some tips and tricks. Of course, this podcast is free. You can listen to it. And I like I said, my next handful of episodes are all going to be about running and racing, Um, you know, half or full marathons you know maybe it's getting like an accountability buddy or an accountability partner or someone that is going to run the race with you and you guys get to go through this together and and learn and explore all the things there is to learn about running this new scary excited exciting distance And, you know, if you if you look around and you you don't see that support or you feel like you need a little bit more support or a little bit more accountability and guidance or maybe something that is more individualized for you, maybe think about getting a running coach. I know that, of course, I'm a running coach, so, you know, this isn't saying, you know, hey, you know, send me an email, let's let's work together. This is saying that sometimes we are so busy supporting everybody else around us that it's really nice to just have someone there that is advocating and supporting us, and I know that was the biggest thing for me when I invested in my first running coach, is that it was just so nice to have someone to write me a very specific individual plan to answer my very specific questions about nutrition and hydration and race strategy it just it felt so good to have someone you know cheer me on that um you know I can't say enough about getting a running coach especially if you are going after one of these big exciting goals and races it's really nice to just have support so those are the tips, right? It's not it's not a lot, but those are the things that I really want you to think about before signing up for your first half marathon. And if you don't quite fit into the criteria that I just went over, you know, no no worries. It doesn't mean that you aren't capable of running a half marathon. These are just my best practices and my guidelines and and really just my opinion as a coach. When my clients come to me saying that they want to run a half marathon, those are the things that we build up for so that way they can go into half marathon training feeling really, really, really confident and have the best chance of success and a great Injury-free training season. So if you feel like, you know, you're missing some of the holes in there, you know, I'm not telling you not to sign up for a race, but maybe you know some of the areas that now you want to focus on before race day. And if you, you know, listen to this episode and you don't feel like you're ready to sign up for a half marathon, that's okay too. But hopefully this podcast episode has kind of sparked some ideas on some things for you to work on in order for you to feel confident and competent in building up your base layer of training, you know, creating a schedule that allows you the time to commit to training and to learning about how to fuel your body and staying injury free and so that way one day you'll kind of come back to this episode and you'll listen to it and you go yep okay check 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 yep i am ready to sign up for that half marathon now So, you know, that first half marathon is so exciting. You know, good luck for all of you that are on the verge of signing up for your first race or for those of you that are in the middle of training for your first race. You know, you never get to run your first race ever again. So enjoy this experience. Know that there will be plenty of mistakes made along the way, but I hope that these next couple episodes will really help educate you and help you feel confident when you go to toe the line on race day. So that is it for me today, you guys. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, and I will talk to you very soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Something Wonderful podcast. To show your support for the show, please take a moment to rate and review wherever you are listening to your episodes. You can follow me on Instagram at something underscore wonderful. And you can even join my free Facebook group, Weight Loss for Runners. And remember, my friends, until next time, you are something wonderful.